Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. I've been doing a lot of thinking on the podcast, and one of the things I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people talk about lately is marriage. You know, some folks in my circle have been talking a lot about marriage lately. I've had a lot of conversations about marriage over the years, believe it or not. And um, it seemed like something that was appropriate for the GLE crew. You know why? Because as far as leadership goes, leadership starts with the head, the mind, the head of the body, right? The head leads the body. You know this in, in football. If you can make someone's, you know, that's why the stiff arm is so effective. If you can make someone's head go somewhere, their body's going to follow where their head goes. They can't go anywhere else, right? So the head's very important. And the head of man is God, right? Christ. And the head of Christ is God, the Father. And the head of woman, the spouse, the helper, the help meet to man is the husband, right? So this is a super important concept. We gotta we gotta really get this right in our society because it really is the foundation for all functioning society. And when it comes to you know honoring your father and mother, leaders, governmental institutions, people in authority over you, there is a headship in all of these things. So I want to just give some quick tips on marriage. And the reason I'm qualified to do this is because I failed at a lot of this stuff. I'm extremely imperfect at a lot of this stuff, but I'm aware of it. I'm working on it. And uh, we all sin and fall short, but we do all things to the glory of God. And thanks be to God. He is very, very forgiving. <laughs> so, uh, and so, uh, you know, we are to each other, right? forgive your sins one to another. So let's dive into marriage. And, and this is going to be maybe a part one. If it, you know, depending on how long we're going, I might make this a part one and I really want to focus on pre-marriage. So, you know, this can apply to men and women, uh, mostly going to be directed toward men because, you know, a lot of the, uh, and, you know, I think women you'll, you'll get a lot of out of this and, and what you need to be looking for in the type of man who can actually lead you as a head, right? So, you know, these are just some things I've learned. Many of them I've done, right? Many of them I haven't done. And, uh, you know, some of them I've, you know, tried to do and didn't do that great. And some of them I did awesome, right? And, uh, you know, some of them I did awesome and thought it would all work out perfect. And then, uh, you know, when I got to certain points in my life, I'm like, yeah, maybe the way I did it wasn't the best. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk through those ideas here on today's show. So, you know, we're talking pre-marriage. This is how do you prepare yourself to be married? 
All right. So number number one, I think one of the most important things that you can do to prepare yourself to be married is to really get clear on what dating is supposed to be. So dating is not a trial for, hey, you know, I'm going to try out this person, this individual, and see if, you know, I like having sex with them and they're cool to live with and I can not be angry at them all the time. And, and so, you know, I'm going to marry them. Like that's insane. And, you know, I think we need to really get clear on what marriage is. There's a story in the Bible of the woman at the well, I believe it is where, you know, Jesus basically calls her out um, and asks her, you know, who's your husband or where's your husband? And she says, I have no husband or something like that. Right. And I'm paraphrasing. So forgive, forgive me if I'm not hundred percent accurate on this, but essentially Jesus goes, yeah, you're, you're correct. You don't have a husband. You actually have five husbands. Wow. That's an interesting concept. Now, let me guess. Do you think that lady got up in church and stood before everybody and went to the secretary of state's office downtown or wherever you go, you know, the, the courthouse to get a marriage certificate for all five of her husbands? Maybe she did. I'm not a historian. I doubt she did. But I think the point here is that God knew how many true husbands, as in intimate partners, she had, right? And, you know, I think this, this we, we get this confused, like, oh, you know, I don't have sex before I'm married. Well, nobody does, bro. Like, uh, uh, you can be betrothed, right, and not have sex. You know, there's there's lots of scripture on marriage, too. So, you know, highly recommend actually studying, like, Corinthians, for example. Good stuff. Um, Ephesians, good good chapters on, uh, you know, Philippians on, on love and how to think on things that are good. And, um, you know, there's all, all sorts of good stuff. But, you know, Corinthians is really, really good. And... I think this is just such an important thing that mainstream Christianity does not teach. Now, there is a point of being in good order, right? And in our society, getting up in, in good order and, and being married in front of people, proclaiming your promises boldly in the public square, all good stuff, not bashing it. All I'm saying is from a strict teaching standpoint, in God's eyes, you're married when you're married, when you know each other. So lots of people are walking around married today, I'm afraid, folks. And uh, that's just the truth. So, you know, the, the question really is, um, you know, what does that mean for me as I go about dating? And, it, you know, it really means for, from a Christian perspective that you are looking for someone that you want to spend your life with and actually commit to because love is not a feeling it's it's not a feeling you many many people think you will feel love oh i'm meant to be with this person oh this is the this is my soulmate right you know love is a choice and i'm not saying there aren't reasons to abandon relationships with people bible even says there are some but i do know this Bible also is pretty clear that God hates divorce. 
right? So the, the most important decision you're going to make in your life and the legacy and heritage of your family and I mean, your extended family, right? Because when you marry a person, you're actually marrying into someone else's family and you're joining two family lineages. It's pretty wild stuff. Powerful. It's really one of the most important, if not the most important decision you're going to make next, you know, next to, uh, um, you know, not rejecting uh, Christ and, and stuff like that. But I mean, it's vitally, vitally important to where you're going to end up in life, right? Choosing your spouse. So, you know, you just really need to get clear on one, what, you know, what dating's all about. It's not like this weird trial period where you're seeing who's like the best in bed. That's like very commonly taught worldly view. That's incorrect. It's false, right? Dating is about how do I find someone that I'm actually willing to commit to and love as a choice? I'm choosing to love them for better or for worse, richer, poorer, sickness, health. I'm in it, right? Very cool, unique relationship. So does that, what are the implications of that, right? As you're prepping for dating? Well, you know, it's probably a really good idea to be chased. Because once, you know, if you start even begin to get intimate, you know, I'm not going to try to draw some line where this is acceptable and this is not either. So you you have an, your own conscience. God wrote the law in your heart. You can figure it out for yourself. But um, I'll just tell you this. The moment you start getting touchy-feely and intimate with someone, it creates a new dynamic in your relationship, period, in a conversation. So, you know, I'm of the opinion, and, and this is one of my biggest pieces of advice, if you're going to get married, have the talk. So if you found someone, maybe it's your first date. You need to understand what you're looking for. If you haven't sat down, you know, if you're actually at a point where you're looking to find a spouse someday or actively, you know, I, I would even say if you're not, desiring to be married at this point in time, you probably don't even want to spend a lot of time and energy on like finding a spouse or, you know, wait until you're at a point where you actually desire to be married. You know, you don't want your heart to burn with passion and burn with desire, right? That's why God gave us the gift of marriage so that we could, uh, you know, avoid temptations that the world will bring. But, you know, if you're not tempting or tempted and you're not struggling with a burning desire, personally, I don't see necessarily a reason to go seek it out yet. I'll throw a yet on there, right? It, you know, maybe it is something that you're meant to do, or maybe there's things God wants you to do before you get there. Because once you're married and you have children, it becomes way more difficult to take risks. Because you have other considerations and responsibilities. These are God-given offices that you can't take lightly, right? Like, of course, God's going to take care of you. He's going to feed the birds, right? He's obviously going to take care of his children. But you can't take these things lightly. And so, you know, if you're in your 20s, let's say, and you're not like, man, I need to get married now, or like dying for some girl, 
or guy, whatever. But it is a great time for you to go take risks and build something that you can actually offer to someone else. So you actually have someone to something to give someone else because marriage isn't, oh, I'm 50% and you're 50% and we make 100%. Because 50% and 50% is 50%. And a marriage is 100% and 100%. You know, that's a true partnership, 100% and 100%. So when you're thinking about getting married, you need to be 100% okay. And actually, you know, not like people think they're like all depressed or sad and somehow getting married is going to fix it. Uh, Wrong. That is a recipe for disaster disaster in a marriage or they think oh you know this person they're okay you know but you know they're they're working on it i'm gonna fix them later you're not gonna fix them later okay if you are in a relationship where you think oh no I'm, i'm gonna like fix this person someday you're not i promise you that person will change whenever they feel like it and only then and you're not gonna make them feel like it ever only they can do that only the holy spirit can maybe make them do that so you know if if you're not married yet right or even if you're not married yet right like there's a there's a saying my grandpa used to say it's don't don't fix a one mistake with another and you know i'll let you apply that as you wish but you know, it's really valuable just to think we're sinful human beings. We fail, right? Just because you failed once, though, doesn't mean you're like go go and you know try to fix that one failure with another failure. But but we're going to fail, and so it's just a matter of okay, I acknowledge, I repent, I turn away, I go live a new life, I make it right, I reconcile, whatever I got to do. So chastity, huge, you know avoid, you know, you need to think of your future spouse now that you're preparing for your future spouse now. So porn, masturbation, sleeping around, all that stuff is harming your future marriage. It truly is. And many, many are going to disagree with that, that have a world, a worldly worldview. That's cool. You know, you can go ruin your marriage if you want. It's up to you. I'm saying, go read Proverbs, go read Ecclesiastes, go read what it says about men who turn away to the side of the road and what happens to them that way leads to death right the body is a temple of the holy spirit and when you violate the body it's a big deal it's no joke again i can say a lot of this stuff because i'm guilty just like everybody else but i'm just saying if you want a good marriage someday you're going to keep these things in check couple other good reads. So one Corinthians, you got to read Corinthians, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, good stuff. I, I, you know, Song of Solomon is a little funky and to understand for me, you know, I've always kind of had a struggle with, with reading that and really getting anything out of it. I don't, I don't know why, but again, that's just personal um, opinion. It's still the word of God, but a um, couple really good books, Man Up, by Jeffrey Hemmer and Maximized Manhood by Edwin Lewis Cole. And I'll pause here because, you know, if you're, oh, I'm already married. Well, 
you are raising up daughters, raising up men, if you're a father or mother, that are going to marry someone someday or are dating or are preparing to date or whatever, right? Like these are things you can still study because it's your obligation. It's your office as a leader in leadership, the office of leader. You are as a father, as a mother leading your family in those offices. So these are important things to still study. You can't just stop studying these things. Max, man up, Jeffrey Hemmer, maximize manhood. Edwin Lewis Cole, really good stuff. Edwin Cole has a, a, a one for women as well. There, there's really great books. Uh, I think Edwin wrote that one with his wife. But um, those are some really, really great reads, just to get a really good worldview on what husbandry and manhood really is. Talked about building building the life in your twenties. It's the time to take risks before you have kids, before you're married. That is the time to take risks. So, highly recommend that. Um, take time to volunteer, serve, go you know, go do things, experience things, good things, right, godly things. Um, and if you are beginning to desire a spouse, sit down and get really really, really clear on what you want in a spouse. Get really clear on it. Very specific. Write it. And get that vision as clear because your reticular activating system, it's like when you go buy a car. You see, you know, I remember when we were looking for trucks and, you know, I wanted a black truck and now I see black trucks everywhere. I see trucks all the time because it's, what was on my mind. It's what I think about, right? I program my mind to see it. And this is the biggest thing about, you know, goal setting and uh, dream boarding and all this. You, you basically, uh, and, and God's, God even talks about this in the Psalms, right? Me- meditate on God's law day and night. Why? Because if the law is constantly in front of your vision, the law of God right? Then that voice is always going to be in front of you. When you see the path to go astray, you're going to see it through a lens of God's law and you're going to reject it, right? God willing. So that's a huge one, right? Is, is focusing on what you actually are looking for and making sure those qualities are someone you want to be a mother to your children and someone that you really are, are willing to just say, Hey, look, I choose you for better, for worse. We're going to make this work. And I promise you guys and gals, it is not going to be easy. It will not be easy. It is not easy. Marriage, fatherhood, motherhood is a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. And I really don't, you know, I've heard people say this. I don't think you can grow up you know, there's, there's other ways to grow up. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm speaking from ignorance because there are other roles for the body of Christ. But as far as really becoming an adult, I don't think it's possible until you learn how to get outside of yourself. And the, the only ways I've really truly experienced that is through getting married 
and having a child to where you really realize, you start to realize how selfish you've been in the past in your life. At least for me, again, I'm speaking for me, so maybe not you, but as far as once you find a woman, I'm talking to guys here, girls, you know, if you need to help drive this conversation, I highly recommend it. Early on in the dating, have some questions that are deal breakers based on your list of what you're looking for, right? For me, my wife needs to have a Christian faith. It's a pretty deal breaker. Like, I don't, I don't want my kids being raised by a pagan. That's just me. So, you know, if I would meet people and they were total pagans, it's not like, oh, I don't love you or God doesn't love you or I'm judging you or it's just like, this isn't going to work. Like, take care. I wish you the best. But I'm not looking for that to spend the rest of my life with. Now, people might think that's harsh or judgmental. That's fine. You have a responsibility to your family and your family heritage. So make your list. Don't waste time dating. If you know early on, like I think most relationships that end up ending or ending badly or carrying on, you know, they've carried on too long where the people knew that it wasn't working. So early on, figure out if it could even work. And there's some pretty basic deal breakers you can ask non-awkwardly early on in dating. Yeah, the world's going to think you're weird because you're like, how many kids do you want? And it's like your first date. And they're like, why are you talking about kids? It's like, well, I want to have kids. So if you don't want to have kids, there's really no point for us to even try to have a relationship, right? Again, back to the, you're not going to change people. So there's pretty basic stuff that you can, you can check. And I, you know, I've had some funky dates throughout my life um, and people that I kind of shocked with, with those types of questions early on, but it's pretty, you know, it's pretty straightforward stuff. Like what, you know, I'm not trying to go sleep around. So why wouldn't I? check these boxes off and not waste my time or theirs, right? I'm not trying to create some intimacy with someone I don't want to ever be intimate with. It doesn't make any sense. So you check those boxes early, you find someone, you get to the point where you're seriously considering marriage. You've been dating for a little bit, seriously considering marriage with someone. This is when you have the real talk, which is where, in my opinion, and you know, this is just my opinion. You don't have to do this, but it, I think it's extremely valuable. One of the best things my wife and I have ever done. You sit down and you talk through all of the baggage that could potentially come up later and cause harm to your marriage. What have you done? Who have you been with? It's not a good conversation. <laughs> it's a very tough conversation. Uh, you know, depending on your past. Right. And, um, you know, we, uh, we relish that conversation because if you can make it through a conversation like that, where you truly open up about your deepest, darkest stuff to somebody and, you know, it may take some time, but if that person, after hearing all that still wants to make it work with you, then you can probably make it work. And, and so, you know, that that's really kind of the, the summary of my advice. I know I threw a lot at you. I kind of jumped around a little bit, but the talk is huge because if you can actually share your heart with someone else and they share theirs back, and again, you know, I'm talking, tell them everything, anything that could come up later that, you know, would be like, oh crap, 
they found out about that. And and it's going to change how you look in their eyes. Tell them. Tell them about it. Tell them you're sorry. Tell them you don't want to do it again. T- tell them whatever. And if it doesn't work out, then it shouldn't have worked out. But if they still want to make it work with you, then you're probably going to make it. But Oh, hey, and before we go, share this out. You know, do me a personal favor. I love that y'all listen and I hear comments of, you know, your podcast is great and you got a great voice for it. Like, I love that stuff. But if you want to really do me the best personal favor, share this out. Share this with somebody. Share this with a young guy, young girl, um, mom, dad. Share it with somebody that would actually implement it potentially and it might actually help them as they prepare other people or themselves for marriage. And, um, you know, I just think it's a really, really important topic and, um, yeah, really appreciate it. Do me that personal favor. If you would, please, you know, if you got other questions, let me know. I'll probably do a follow-up episode on just like once you're in marriage, some, some really good tips and advice on what that means. Maybe some deeper looking into Proverbs and Corinthians some of these other books and tips from them um so be on the lookout for that but hope you got something out of this and i hope you'll have an awesome day go lead everything if you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content please share it and send them over to goleadeverything.com to learn more it has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go. Lead.